Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Did you know that I spent an entire decade with a deep knowing that I was sickly? I'm talking about constant colds, flus, strep throat, all in rotation, oftentimes one after the other. Usually it would start with a cold, then it would upgrade to a flu, which I just ended up getting a flu virus. Then I would end up getting strep throat. And I just felt like I was on this miracle round of illness. I would get sick up to 11 times a year. And I began to buy into the story that my immune system was severely compromised. I was always known as the friend who got sick. I was never able to attend this or that because I was sick in bed. Let me tell you, I watched a lot of Netflix back in the day. And maybe you have a friend like that, or maybe that friend is you too. So finally, at the age of 34, I started to dive into my labs looking for answers because it just got so ridiculous. Could it be that I didn't have enough of the most important nutrients to support my immune system? I don't know. Was it my gut? Was that compromise? I just needed to know because I was tired of being sick and tired. Was it the stress that I was dealing with? It was probably a combination of all three. So once I got my labs back, one of the biggest red flags at that time were my vitamin D levels. They were just below what was considered the substandard normal range. My vitamin D levels were around 28 nanograms per milliliter. This was not good, and here's why. Vitamin D is a mega predictor for our overall health, and most importantly, our immune system. That's why it's always worth measuring at least annually to see where you stand. Now, before I get into all the signs that you're not getting enough vitamin D, let's break down what is considered sufficient. So sufficient levels of vitamin D, which are measured via blood work using a biomarker called total 25-hydroxyvitamin D, or 25-OHD for short. Now, what's considered to be bare bones sufficient is 30 nanograms per milliliter. I was two nanograms per milliliter lower than what was considered barely functioning. Now, some doctors would argue, especially functional doctors, would say that 30 nanograms per milliliter is actually considered deficient, and I would agree. I personally think that when you see your labs and you are hovering around that 30 nanograms per milliliter danger zone, that is a cutoff for inadequacy. The goal is not to strive for 30 or 35 or 33. It's to get into the optimal range. And I'm going to share with you what that optimal range is in just a second. And if you're seeing vitamin D levels on blood work around anything below 20 nanograms per milliliter, that is dangerously deficient. So important to be looking at this on an annual basis and to see, are you, are you in the optimal range? Are you at least 35 nanograms per milliliter into the normal range? Because anything less than that definitely puts you into the danger zone. Now at the time, I'm not going to lie, I was taking all the vitamins. I was taking all the vitamin C. I was doing all the emergency. I was taking a really great multivitamin or so I thought it was a great multivitamin. And so I just figured I was covered. And when I looked at that multivitamin, because when I saw my labs, I was like, well, am I not getting enough vitamin D? I know this plays a major role in my immune system. This is probably a big indicator for why I'm feeling super crummy. 
And when I looked, my multi added up to around 1,500 IUs, which for a lot of us, we think that's relatively great. If, if Some of us may even be under the impression that that's a little too high. But let me tell you, it wasn't enough, even though I thought it was for many, many years. I thought somewhere between 1,000 to 2,000 IUs a day, totally fine. But the amount of vitamin D found in most multivitamins and even standalone vitamin D supplements isn't enough to make a notable difference. It's simply not enough. And the reason why I know that is because currently the latest research demonstrates that over 41% of American adults meet the criteria for clinical insufficiency, meaning it's below the 30 nanograms per milliliter. And 93% or more are failing to consume even 400 units of vitamin D per day. Not the 1,500 I was consuming. We're talking about less than 400 because if you take a look at your multivitamin, you can pause this right now and go and grab your multivitamin. It's probably going to say something like 400 IUs, maybe 200 IUs. Or maybe if you're lucky, 800 IUs. I thought I was taking a mega, mega multivitamin with the 1500 and yet I was below normal range. So it's entirely possible that you may need more of that sunshine vitamin yourself. So to consistently exceed the mark of 30 nanograms per milliliter, and remember 30 is the starting point, it is not the goal as many of us find that 30 is still not sufficient. Research shows that you need a minimum of 3,000 units of vitamin D3 a day to hit 30, to hit 30 nanograms per milliliter. Clinical research demonstrates that 1,000 units of vitamin D daily raises your vitamin D levels on your blood results by 10 nanograms per liter. Basically, what that means is 3,000 units will roughly get you to 30 nanograms per milliliter. That's the math. That's how it works. So I want to know, are you getting a minimum of 3,000 units per day from your supplement? I doubt it. Are you taking a vitamin D supplement that's actually moving the needle on your labs? That's what the most important thing is. I was in great search for a vitamin D supplement that actually moved the needle on my labs. Now, thankfully, my vitamin D supplement is, it totally is. I actually had my labs run three weeks ago and my vitamin D levels were fantastic. I actually did a little happy dance when I saw my labs right in front of the practitioner. And my 25 hydroxy vitamin D results were at 66 nanograms per milliliter. Now, the optimal range, because I promised I would share that optimal range for vitamin D lies between 50 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. So I was literally in that sweet spot of 66 nanograms per milliliter. And I've been around, I've been in the 60s for quite some time. But every time I see it, every single year that I'm still in the 60s, I am always thrilled because I know that my immune system is definitely activated and that I'm doing so many other great things for my body as well. Especially with Hajimoto's or any other autoimmune condition, we start to see vitamin D levels drop. And so I always, it's one of the biggest indicators that I am on the right track. Now, scientific literature and health experts assess that 50 plus nanograms per milliliter, not 30, is the optimal serum vitamin D levels that we should all strive for to support health and well-being. This might not be what you're hearing from your doctor. So often they're like, oh, okay, well, you're at 31 or 32. You're within the range. It's kind of just what we're looking at. Like you're in the normal range. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. But it's simply not true. We so often know that the ranges that we see on, you know, lab, blood lab reports oftentimes 
can be the danger zone for some of us. And so we want optimal ranges and that's 50 to 80. That's what we're looking for. So how do we get to that number? But before I share the optimal amount that you need to be taking in a vitamin D3 supplement, I wanna quickly share why vitamin D is so freaking important to each of us. Because you could be thinking, yeah, this is great, but is it really doing that great for my body? And I know that vitamin D has come up a lot this last couple of years because of the pandemic and everything. Like I know people hopefully have been boosting up on their zinc, their vitamin C, which by the way, vitamin C is like, the, I mean, I cannot tell you how powerful and incredible vitamin C is. Vitamin C is like the duct tape of vitamins. I actually take vitamin C twice a day. I take 500 milligrams of vitamin C in the morning and I take 500 milligrams of vitamin C in the evening and sometimes even more depending, especially as we head into the winter season, I'm gonna be boosting up my vitamin C and I have found that a thousand milligrams per day minimum is what we need to really help not only our liver get function properly, our cells to detoxify and clean up shop for our energies to be where it need to be and then also for our immune system be where it needs to be. So vitamin D, I take a standalone. Vitamin C, I take a standalone. Zinc, I take a standalone as well. Magnesium, I take a standalone. And I happen to carry all of these in the essentially whole store mainly because I know that so often we're not getting enough of this stuff in a multi. And I also take a multi, by the way. And you know when I look at my labs across the board, when I'm taking all these standalones plus my multi, I am in optimal ranges. You know, we always think that, oh, we can just get enough in the multivitamin, but I have found across the board, my iron levels haven't been great, my B vitamin levels haven't been great, magnesium hasn't been great, and my vitamin D levels haven't been great. And I'm just at a place in my life at 42 where I just need optimal function. And that means standalone supplements are gonna be the way to get that job done. All right. So here are just a few of the benefits of why optimal levels of vitamin D are so, so critical. One, no surprise, we know that we take vitamin D to strengthen our bones and our muscles. And especially for us as women, we start to lose bone mass and we start to lose muscle mass starting in our mid to late 30s. So vitamin D is a major player here. Clearly lifestyle as well. Strength training is a big part of that. Weight bearing exercises for not only maintaining healthy bones, but also healthy muscles. Um, vitamin D is a powerful immune system booster, especially for viruses. It is, it's been looked at a lot with this current virus. Vitamin D is so powerful at helping to protect you there. Vitamin D helps to fight systemic inflammation in the body, particularly cardiovascular inflammation. Super important here. Amazing for maintaining great oral health. Helps to prevent type 1 and type 2 diabetes. It's phenomenal for autoimmune conditions because remember, an autoimmune condition is an inflammatory condition. So that's why you'll see vitamin D levels drop when you're dealing with an inflammatory condition because we are leveraging so much of that to fight that inflammation. Treats hypertension, cardiovascular disease, including a stroke helps battle depression and mood issues. Definitely a major player here. Hence, when we start to see the colder, you know, we lose that sunshine, we lose our vitamin D levels, we start to feel more depressed, we start to feel more down. And it's known to fight and prevent certain cancers. So basically, optimal vitamin D levels helps to prevent most chronic conditions that we are trying to avoid. So it's why it's considered a major indicator of overall health. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about that, that we want to see optimal vitamin D levels, uh, I mean, we got to take it into our own hands. 
So given how important this amazing vitamin and hormone, because I don't know if you know, vitamin D is actually a hormone. It's a signaling hormone inside of the body. It's important to look out for the signs of vitamin D levels being low. Now, clearly the best way to know if your vitamin D levels are hovering in the 30s or below is to get a blood test. That's as easy as that. And if you haven't gotten a vitamin D blood test in a while, go get one when you run your, you know, your complete blood panel. So let's talk a little bit about some of the signs to know that you may be vitamin D deficient. Number one, suboptimal bone health, right? Obviously, that leads to, so when we have low vitamin D levels, we're not able to absorb calcium and magnesium efficiently. And so what ends up happening is we have to release that calcium from our bones, sabotaging bone health and strength over time. So if you were to look at a bone scan and see low levels of bone density, it's time to up that vitamin D, also up the calcium and the magnesium at the same time and the vitamin C. These all go hand in hand. Next is mood, right? We start to see more depression. So a significant volume of research has been conducted on the association between low vitamin D levels and mental well-being. In fact, according to 2020 review, numerous studies have identified the link, noting that individuals with mood health concerns have seen lower vitamin D levels. So there's a major correlation there, especially depression. Number three, less immune resilience. This was me. I had some pretty crappy immune resilience because my vitamin D levels were definitely in the deficiency area. So we want to make sure that we are keeping it at a good place because it's supporting your immune system and overall resilience. And the number four, definitely something I've experienced a lot in the past. Vitamin D supports daily brain function, memory included, alertness, and just overall cognition. So if you find yourself feeling in a fog or you're not able to, you know, memory recall, word recall, you forget where you put your keys, you know what it's like to have brain fog where you're just living in a haze. That could definitely be contributing to vitamin D levels, also magnesium levels as well. So as I mentioned, many of us don't get enough vitamin D, definitely not from our diet or the sun, definitely not from the sun, especially these next like five to six months. So making deficiency very common for many of us in North America. Symptoms like brain fog, low mood, suboptimal bone density are just great indicators that we are low. Obviously, looking at the labs is the best way to know. And that truly optimal place is 50 nanograms per milliliter or higher. So knowing that 50 nanograms per milliliter is the optimal place to start, how do we actually hit and maintain the 50 nanograms per milliliter? Well, pharmacokinetic research shows that it takes 100 units of vitamin D to increase a normal weight adult serum levels by about 10 nanograms per milliliter. So that means in order to achieve the 50 nanograms per milliliter, you need 5,000 units of vitamin D per day. Yes, that's right. I did the math many, many years ago because again, my vitamin D levels were not improving with around 2,000 units. It just wasn't getting me where I wanted to go. So it takes 5,000 units to move the needle on your labs. And that is why when I was making sure that my vitamin D complete was gonna actually move the needle on labs, it comes in 5,000 units with K1 and K2 for optimal absorption. Super, super important that you've got a vitamin D3 supplement at 5,000 units with K1 and K2 for optimal absorption because in the world of really crappy vitamin D supplements out there, and there are a lot of crappy vitamin D supplements that do not move the needle, will not move your labs, this one actually works. 
So if you're looking for an effective standalone vitamin D supplement, I've got you covered. My Vitamin D Complete is one of the best sellers because it moves the needle on your labs and gets you to those optimal levels. And I've not only seen it myself, in my family, everyone who takes it around me, but also in my customers and patients. And when you pair it with magnesium, you increase the synthesis of active form of vitamin D inside of the body. And vitamin D also increases the absorption of magnesium. It's like they help each other out. So they go together like almond butter and homemade jelly. I don't eat peanut butter, so I always use almond butter and homemade jelly as the analogy. Now, if you're interested in checking our vitamin D out, which I highly recommend, I will have the link in the show notes for episode 311, or you can just go to drmarisa.com shop supplements and you can go check it out there. And I know that we sell a bundle of three for a big discount. So if you were like, I just want to knock it out and get just my supply for the next several months, we sell it in a bundle of three. It makes it super, super easy to get your hands on. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Because we're moving into the winter season, it's getting cooler, it's getting darker. Ugh. I hate when it gets darker. I wanted to make sure that you were set to go. And this was such a big major shift for me when it came to helping to boost my immune system. I have not been sick in over over two years, maybe two and a half years. And I've only been sick since I've increased all of my nutrient, like fixed all my nutrient deficiencies. I think I've only, in the last decade, I would say almost decade, maybe eight to nine years, I've been sick like three times, maybe. And I, I attribute that to making sure that I have optimal levels of all of my nutrients. Clearly, I eat super healthy. I reduce my stress levels. But even since I've had the baby, I haven't been sick yet, which is such a godsend because he's been sick like three times as babies do. Anyway, I want to say thank you so much for listening in today to the Essentially You podcast. I hope you learned a little bit about where your levels need to be and what it looks like to have vitamin D deficiency. This is the kind of conversation that we got to be having when it comes to our overall health. And I hope that you learned a lot from that. This show is always about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this, someone you know gets sick all the time, take a moment and screenshot the episode, send it to them, or share it on social. When you share the episode, don't forget to hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO, or even tag me up, Dr. Marisa. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. We have Kayla Smith coming on, talking about the benefits of syncing your cycle with the moon. Yes, it is possible. I have done it myself. I'm really excited for this episode because so often syncing our cycle is so critical and just loving up on our reproductive health and our period is such a big, big part of our overall health. So Kayla and I are going to dive deep into that next episode. Until then, have an amazing, amazing week.